conversations with Jesus, part four. Um, I love I love this series. It's really cool. Conversations with Jesus. Now I don't know how many of you've done this, but I've uh, I've been in situations where I've got small groups of kids, and you do that classic icebreaker. It's like if you could have a dinner party with three people in the world in history ever, who would they be? And then you get the one the one smart kid who's like, I know the answer. I know the answer you want. He's like, pick me, pick me, pick me. Like, yes, yes. Okay, Bobby. What what would you like to say? Said, I would have dinner with Jesus. I'm like, oh, great, great choice. Excellent, excellent. That would be fun. God. Oh, another good choice. And the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like, ah, oh, cool. That would, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's a great, like, it would be fun. But honestly, a dinner party with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, like, it could be a little bit of a one-sided conversation. <laughs> Imagine this. It's like, God asks you, oh, like, you tell Jesus what you got up to today. Oh, you know, um, you know, I just, you know, I was doing this really cool thing, like I was uh, at work and this thing, and God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, like, yeah, we know we were there. <laughs> like, we were there, we saw it, we saw the whole thing, it was cool. But um, I love this thought, conversations with Jesus. I think it's really cool. And uh, we see so much about God's character, about the Holy Spirit's character, about Jesus' character, and we get to understand more of who He is. And I'm really excited to bring another element that I've seen in a story of, of who I've experienced Jesus to be and who I um, I think what the Holy Spirit has guided me to share with everyone tonight. So um, is it cool if I pray for us all real quick before we get into the Scriptures? Jesus, thank you so much that you are good. I uh, believe tonight that you are here. We know you are here. We know that you're working in people's hearts. You've been working in people's hearts all weeks leading up to this moment, doing things. We know, God, if we're open and ready, you're going to start to change lives and uh, just do incredible things. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I want to know, actually, before, before we really get into it, I want to give a shout-out to my wife, Georgia. She's watching online tonight. She is stellar. She's an absolute legend. She's at home with two sick kids, so um, unfortunately going to be here, but she's amazing. She loves chicken nuggets, so if wants to uh, Uber Eats her some chicken nuggets, she would be eternally grateful. Um, but yeah, I love her so much, and she allows me to come out here and do this, which is uh, incredible. So uh, special shout-out to her, um, and thanks for everyone who's joining us online tonight. You guys are legends, and I hope that you know, we, we can really get into this and God begins to do something in our world. So, who has that friend whose mouth works a little faster than their brain? We've all, we've all, Josh is over here, he's like, that's me, that's me. My, my mouth works, sometimes my brain takes a minute to catch up. And you know this person, like their mouth, their mouth says something and their brain like just takes a moment to realize what they actually said and they're like, oh man. And sometimes those people ask questions. Sometimes those people ask questions and, and you're like, you can't ask that. Like, did you seriously just ask that question? Did you really just ask that question? And then they're like, oh, no, no, I didn't mean it, didn't mean it. I have this, I have this example, right? I got in the car with my sister. Love my sister, she's amazing. I'm a little brother, so I feel like I am allowed to tell the story and embarrass her. It's kind of my right. And um, she's actually moved to Melbourne, so she can't beat me up after the service. We're all good. So <laughs> she's not here, so I'm, I'm feeling a little bit braver. But um, me and my brother, we get in the car with my sister, um, and we start going, and I think like neither of us could drive the moment she's on her peas. And uh, we get to like these these traffic lights, and then you know in school like when they teach you, you put your left and your right hand up to work out which way is left, like the one that makes the L is left, right? And so with these traffic lights, and there's like it's pretty busy, and there's, there's cars everywhere. She puts up both hands on the steering wheel and goes, "Which way is backwards?" <laughs> Josh and I in the car, and we're like, "Yo." Do you want us to drive? <laughs> are, are you sure you're allowed to do this thing? Like, did you actually pass the test? Like, can, are, are you sure you can handle this vehicle? Like, our lives are in your hands. 
And you're asking me which way is backwards by putting your hands up and they're like, oh. And you know, like my sister's brilliant. She's amazing. And, um, you know, but she's one of those people. Sometimes her mouth works and then her brain takes a little bit to catch up. And, and you're like, oh, you didn't seriously ask that question. You didn't seriously just say that. Um, but I think, have you ever read the scriptures, read a story about Jesus and been like, yo, Jesus is that friend. Jesus didn't just ask that, did he? Jesus didn't just say that. Like, you, you can't do that. Seriously, you cannot do that. There's this, there's this wild story. Like, it's, it's, if you actually read it and like look into it, it's a fully, fully wild story. Um, and it is in John verse 5, verses uh, ooh, 1 to 9. Let's get that right, yeah. So here we go. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which, is Aramaic, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there and had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get well? Bro. <laughs> this dude can't move. This dude can't move. Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? Man, you didn't, you didn't know to ask that question. The story goes on, it gets even wilder. Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up. Pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. This story is whack. Like if you look at, honestly, like if, you, if you really look at the story, it's crazy. Jesus comes into town for one of the biggest parties of the year. Comes into town. And he decides, you know what? I'm going to go hang out at a pool, at a pool with a bunch of really sick people. That sounds like a fun time during a party. Goes to the pool, right? Now, this pool... Um, the thought was that, you know, an angel stirred the water, and if you jumped in, the first person to jump in the stirred water, it would heal you. Um, fun fact, Pastor Shane Willard actually has done a message on this, that I watched and learned a lot about this, that this was the whole thing was a scam. This is actually a pagan healing pool, and supposedly the god of the pagan, the pagan healing pool would um, stir the water if you jumped in. But actually what was happening was the upper pool and the lower pool, they would empty water from the upper pool into the lower pool, they would bubble, and they had someone standing there who was actually good but pretended to be sick, would jump in, jump out, and the Romans thought they could make a bit of cash. So the whole thing is a scam. This dude, this dude, but I just don't want to focus on, I want to focus on here, this, this guy, right? For 38 years, he's been at this pool. This pool that he thinks is going to make him better. This pool that he thinks is going to heal all of his things, right? He's been in this pool for, for 38 years. And then this guy comes along. He's wandering around, middle of a party, comes to this pool with the sick people, sees this guy, he's been here for 38 years, learns that he's been here for 38 years, comes up to him and says, do you want to be well? Now, could you imagine this guy? Could you imagine what he's thinking right now? It's like, bro, I've been here for 38 years trying to get well, and you have the audacity the audacity to ask me if I want to get well? Like, who are you? Who are you? That's one of those questions, like if, if Jesus' mother was around, that's like a clip around the ears, like, Jesus! <laughs> you can't ask that. We don't tease people who can't move. Jesus, that is not politically correct. If we had all the PC rules we have now, Jesus would be in hot water, let me tell you. They probably would have thrown him in the pool, man, that's crazy. Like, um, you can't ask that question. Like, just think about that. Jesus comes to a man who's been trying to get well for 38 years, and he's like, yo, do you want to get well? What? What? What do you mean? Like, 
How can you ask that question? But I think we just dig a little bit deeper, go a little bit beyond the surface of what's happening here. We start to think about this guy's situation, what's happening in his world, what's happening in the world at that time. We begin to see a little bit more of what Jesus is actually doing here. I think what he's actually asking is a really profound question. But we need to understand like sort of the history and what life is like for these people at that time. So if you're paralyzed in this time, right, unless you're super rich when you get paralyzed, you're on your own. You're by yourself. You can't buy slaves. You can't buy servants. You can't buy people to look after you. And so really, you're at the mercy of everyone around you. You're at the mercy of family. You're at the mercy of friends. You're at the mercy of the kindness of strangers who might give you a bit of money, might give you a bit of food to help you survive. Now, this dude has been here, paralyzed, 38 years. Now, there's no Centrelink. He's not an adult. There's no government handouts to keep him alive. There's no NDIS scheme helping him with his everyday tasks. And so you're wondering, this guy can't move, right? He can't move. He's been here for 38 years. How? How is that possible? Because you even begin to look at like the statistics of the average life expectancy in that time is about 35 years old. Now, taking into consideration a lot of infant mortality. So once you got to adulthood, your average life expectancy is close to 55 years old. But 38 years old, this guy's almost lived an entire full life, paralyzed. And he says to Jesus, I've got no one to help me. It's like, oh, something doesn't add up here. Something doesn't really add up here. Surely, if you're paralyzed and you've lived for 38 years, like maybe someone's been helping you. Maybe there's been some kind strangers who have been kind enough to give you money, who've been kind enough to give you food. Maybe you've actually got some family who have actually helped you out. For 38 years, this guy who should not have survived that long has lived for 38 years. And then Jesus asked him, do you want to be well? And he says, I've got no one to help me. I've got no one to help me. I've got no one to help me. I think what Jesus is actually saying to this guy right now is, hey, you started off coming to this pool with so much hope. You thought, hey, man, this condition is really, really hurting me. If I get to this pool, I can get well. If I get to this place, then I can find healing. If I get to this place, my life could be totally changed. But then five years down the track, it's like, oh man, I've been this for five years. Nothing's happened. I'm still, still the same. 10 years down the track, oh, again, nothing's happened. Still the same. 15, 20, 25, 30, 38 years. And so if Jesus, I think it's Jesus is confronting this guy. He's sort of saying, hey, you're at this pool and you start off with so much hope for healing. You start off with so much hope to get well. But now you've kind of just resigned yourself to, hey, I'm just going to be paralyzed for the rest of my life. That's all I am. That's who I am. I'm the paraplegic man. I'm the lame man. That is my role in society. I just lie here. I come to the pool so that I can tell people, yeah, I'm trying to get well. Yeah, I'm putting in the effort like I want to be well. But somewhere along the line, he discovered that his identity, he had told himself that I'm just a paralyzed man. That is my role in life. That's who I am. That is all I can do. And so Jesus comes to him and he says, hey, do you want to be well? Because there's more for you than being a paralyzed man. Your diagnosis is not who you are. Your condition is not all your life is resigned to. In fact, I actually have so much more life for you. You've been looking for healing in this pool, but guess what? I have life. I have healing. And if you would just look to me, look to me, I can change your life. And so Jesus isn't being rude to this guy. In fact, he's asking him a very intense and confronting question. He's saying, hey, you have been living with this thing for so long. You have been living with this thing. You've lost hope. You're frustrated. You're tired. 
and you're just doing this thing, you're pretending like you're trying to get well, but you've decided this is who I am. Life is just easy if I stay paralyzed. Jesus comes to him and says, hey, I have life. There is a new way of living for you. If you will just come to me, I can make you well. So he asks him, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? And for this guy, that's like, that's an intense question. Just imagine, you haven't walked for 38 years. For 38 years, it would be scary to get up and walk again. You've probably forgotten how to walk. You've got so comfortable being paralyzed, being in this condition that you don't even know who you are without it anymore. Your whole life and identity revolves around it. And Jesus says, hey, there's more life for you. There's a new life for you. You can have it. Do you want to be well? I think some of us can relate to that here tonight. You know, I don't know, I've been in seasons where I can relate to that, where I don't know whether it's your mental health. You know, maybe you start feeling anxious at some point. And you start off with so much hope. It's like, oh, I'm just feeling a little bit anxious, but you know what? I'm actually I'm going to eat better. I'm going to look after my body a bit better. Um, I'm going to make sure I hang around the right sort of people. I'm going to make sure I do all the right things, and then I'll get well. One year down the track, you're still anxious. You're still worried. You're still freaking out about everything. And you're like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. I'll, I'll keep trying these things. One day it will work. Two years down the track, you're still anxious. You're still concerned. You're still worried. In fact, it's actually got worse. Three years down the track, you're still anxious. And at this point, you're like, oh, I guess, I guess I'm just an anxious person. I guess that's just who I am. I guess that's just my life. I guess I'll just always be anxious. I'll just always have this thing that I've got to carry and hide and pretend that it's not affecting my life. But that's just who I am. Maybe God is coming to you tonight and saying, hey, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? You've told yourself this story that you are an anxious person. But God is like, no, no, no. You are my son. You are my daughter. You are made for life. You are made for living. Do you want to be well? Maybe it's a physical condition. You know, I faced this with my life, actually. I had a really bad concussion. And, um, dude, it was, it was like a three-year journey. Um, and it was really tough. It was really tough. And so after 12 months, I thought I was getting much better. I thought I was getting better. And then I had a relapse. And then it just dragged on. Didn't feel like I was getting any better at all. And I just didn't know what to do. I was trying the things. I was taking the medication the doctor had me on. I was uh, making sure I didn't overexert myself. I was making sure I didn't put myself in situations that were going to exacerbate the thing. Uh, but at some point, I actually got someone to pray for me, and they sort of just said, hey, look to Jesus. This isn't your life, and this doesn't have to be your life. You've actually got more. Do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? Look to Jesus. He's actually got life for you. He's got healing for you. He's got a whole brand new way of living for you. That thing is not who you are. That diagnosis you have is not who you are. That, that condition you have is not who you are. That stress is not who you are. Jesus is actually saying, hey, do you want to be well tonight? Do you want to be well? Because there is healing for you. There is life for you. That thing that you've been fighting, that you've been struggling with, that thing that's been on your mind, that you're trying to hide, pretending like it's not a thing, God's like, hey, do you want to be well? There is healing for that. You don't have to live with that anymore. I don't know what is it. I know maybe for you with COVID, the whole thing, you start off COVID and you're like, hey man, it's just going to be a three-week lockdown. We're going to be sweet. It's going to be so good. Three weeks done. Four weeks, five weeks months after months, and you just start feeling a little bit down, like you're not depressed, but you're tired, you're weary, you're struggling, you think, oh, it's okay, like it's just a season. It's just a season. I'm going to get out of it. COVID will end, life will go back to normal, and, and then I'll get out of it. I'll feel much better then. 
one year. Oh, it's okay. COVID's going to finish soon. I'll be able to have motivation then. I'll be excited about life then. I'll get vision again. Two years. It's like, oh, I don't know about you, but at some point, it's just like, I guess I'm just always going to be tired. I guess my life is, I'm just always going to be struggling for the next thing. I guess I'm always going to be weary. I guess I'm always going to lack motivation. I guess there's always going to be something in my life where it's just going to be hard work. God's coming to us tonight. I really believe God is speaking to some people and saying, hey, do you want to be well? Do you want to live life to the full? Do you want to have this life that I have for you? And it's incredible, man. There's this this moment where I just think, you know, we shouldn't take it for granted right now. We shouldn't miss this. I think if your heart is open and if you're ready, God really wants to make people well tonight. God really wants to start confronting things in your life that you've told yourself a story or, or a narrative. It's like, this is just who I am. Maybe you, you know, you start with depression somewhere. Your mental illness, mental health has just gone downhill. And you start it off, you're like, oh, I'm going to download a meditation app. I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to tick all the right boxes. And you think, oh, well, I should see a counselor or something. And, and start off with so much hope, so much expectancy that it's going to get better, that things are going to change, that life is going to be good again. And it just dragged on. You kept trying things. They kept not working. They kept, you know, just adding more to your plate. And then somewhere along the line, you start to tell yourself the story, the narrative. Oh, I guess I'm just a sad person. I guess, I guess I'm just, I guess it's just going to be a thing in my life forever. I guess that's just who I am. And you know what? You actually began to make friends who related to that. You began to get around people who actually gave yourself an identity. It's like, hey, I've made all these great friends because we all relate in this level of our mental health is not great. You know, we're all struggling with this thing and we get to like hang out around that. And you're actually scared that if Jesus asked you, do you want to be well? You'd be like, well, if I got well, I wonder if I'd lose my friends. I wonder if they'd still be a part of my life because that's what we bonded on. That's where we related. In fact, that's actually who I became. My whole identity revolved around this thing that I thought was going to be part of my life forever. But Jesus comes in and says, do you want to be well? And you're like, oh, I don't even know what being well looks like. I don't even know what that would feel like. I'm so comfortable being unwell that the thought of being well actually scares me. It actually scares me. But I think Jesus is saying tonight, hey, there is life more abundant than you could imagine. There is joy far beyond you thing you've ever experienced. There is freedom from all of these things that have been holding you down, keeping you captive. And Jesus says, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? And then he says, Man gives him an excuse. Jesus says, get up and walk. Pick up your mat. Get up and walk. Yeah, well, Jesus asks us, do you want to get well? We can say, oh, but Jesus, I'm doing all these things. I'm trying real hard. For me, it actually came to head like a couple months ago. Um, had a few kids. Let myself go a little bit. Wasn't eating as well as I used to. Wasn't working out as much as I thought. And I was sort of like started the year. I was like, oh, I'd really love to get fitter. Like, I'd really love to look after my body more. I'd really love to be able to run the same sort of distances I used to run and do the same sort of things I used to do. It's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm watching a YouTube video every now and then about a great workout. Oh, like once a week, I pick the salad over the uh, pasta. Um, so I'm doing all the stuff. Jesus was like, yeah, you want to get well? I was like, yeah, yeah I want to get well. Actually, I actually really do want to get well. And he was like, well, eat better, work out more. He, he confronted me just like that. Maybe for some of us here, it's like, hey, I'm struggling with being, you know, 
down on myself and, and always talking about myself poorly. And Jesus is like, well, do you want to get well? And you're like, yes, yes, please. I'd love to get well. Jesus is like, well, start hanging around positive people. Start, start doing something. Get up, pick up your mat and walk. You see, Jesus comes in and says, I have life for you. I have healing for you. I have incredible things for you. And I'm going to give them to you, but I need you to play your part. I need you to pick up your mat. I need you to walk. Because when you partner with me, when you focus on me, when you say, Jesus, you are the source of my healing. You're the source of my life. I'm going to look at you and not at the pool. I'm going to focus on you, Jesus, and what you have for my life. Jesus says, hey, I have healing for you. I have life for you. And then He says, but I need you to do your bit. I need you to get in a life group. Maybe that's the thing for you. Maybe tonight you're like, oh, I've got no friends. A little bit, a little bit isolated, a little bit down. And you start telling yourself, oh, I'm just not very good at talking to people. I'm not very good at making friends. I'm not very good at engaging with people. I guess I'm just going to be lonely for the rest of my life. I guess there's this thing. I'm always going to have like one or two friends and that's it. I'm just going to be lonely and never going to meet new people. And Jesus is saying tonight, hey, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? And you're like, yes. Yes, I would love to be well. And Jesus is like, well, join a life group. Say hello to someone in the foyer. Go to after parties, meet someone new. I'll give you the courage. I'll give you the strength. I'll give you everything you need to move into that wellness, but you have to pick up your mountain walk. You've actually got to play your part too. I have healing for you. I have life for you, but I need you to focus on me and partner with what I'm doing in your life so that we can move you into an incredible future. So I've got a couple of questions just as we wrap up. Where are you looking for healing, for wholeness, for wellness? What are you looking at? Are you looking to your mum, to your dad, to your friends, even to your counsellor, to the things the world tells you are going to fix you? Yes, those things are brilliant and you should look to all those things. But if that's what you're focusing on and not Jesus, you've missed the power. You've missed the thing that has the miracle power that can actually step into your world and begin to do things. And when we partner with Jesus and those other things, man, you know, we can live a well life. We can live a life with so much more joy, so much more freedom, so much more peace than we've ever had before. So what are you looking at? Looking at the pool? That was the scam? Are you looking at Jesus? What narrative are you telling yourself? What story are you telling yourself about your life? Are you telling yourself that, oh, I'm just, I'm just an anxious person? I'm just a stressed person? That's just my natural default. That's just the way I'll always be. Oh, I'm just a really, you know, down kind of person, really sad person. I just feel things really deeply. It makes me really sad. Am I just a lazy person? Am I just not disciplined? Am I just this? Am I just that? Am I just a person who's going to be physically ill for the rest of my life? What story are you telling yourself about yourself? What narrative are you telling yourself that is controlling your life? And... How does that compare to the narrative God has for you? How does that compare to the story that Jesus is telling about your life? How does that compare to what Jesus is saying about you? So I can tell you right now, Jesus is saying, hey, you can have joy. You can have peace. You can have freedom. You can have a loving family. You can have incredible friends. You are valuable. You are worthy. You are wonderful. I created you for a purpose and a full life. That's the story Jesus tells. Does your story match that story?
And if it doesn't, yo, have a conversation with Jesus. Let him tell you the story of who you are, of who he made you to be. Last question. Do you want to be well? Jesus is coming to all of us right now. And I know all of us have things, whether it's big or small, that we've been fighting, that we've been wanting to end, to stop, to stop being a thing in our life. And Jesus is like, hey, 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 do you want to be well? He leaves the ball in our court. So I have life for you. I have joy for you. I have peace for you. Just really believe, believe that God has so much joy for us and peace. You know, it's just this thing with this COVID thing, this thing that's been happening that, that life has got so stressful that we've all sort of gotten so tired and so weary and just, I really believe that God wants to pour out peace. God wants to pour out joy. There's going to be this new thing God does where we're filled with joy, we're filled with peace. And I don't know whether you're here, you're struggling maybe with, you know, different mental health things, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, whether you're just stressed, whether you're just weary and tired. Hey, I really feel God wants to break some of those things tonight. I feel like God is saying, hey, I have healing for you, for you in particular, for people struggling with those, those mental things, with whatever it is. You know, I've even felt to myself just tired, just weary. God has joy, God has peace, God has energy. And just love it if, you know, all of us could just, you know, you just want to close your eyes for a moment. I think that would be cool. Um, just feel like God really wants to, to bring healing in this place. Whether, whatever it is, whether it's a physical thing, mental thing, emotional thing. Um, if you're here while everyone's eyes are closed, um, just open your heart to God. Just say, Jesus, I have been, I've been dealing with this thing for so long. And somewhere along the line, I just figured it was a part of my life. I just figured it was something I was dealing with for the rest of my life. But, but tonight you've stirred me and you've actually encouraged me. It's like, hey, you do have healing for me. That you actually have a different way of living for me. Do you have life for me and life to the fullest? And I just encourage you here. You know, that's you. Let God in. Focus on Him and let Him heal you. Let Him do a miracle right now. Let Him do a miracle, an incredible thing, something amazing. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You're making people well right now, God. Thank you that people are just opening up to you. That, that these things that you don't have for them, God, not the life, not the story you've told them, but a story they've told themselves, Lord, they've decided it's just me. This is who I am. That you're actually saying right now, that's not you. That's not who I created you to be. I created you valuable. I created you worthy. I created you wonderful. And that's the story I'm speaking of your life right now. Let those things that you've told yourself about yourself go away. Begin to let the story of Jesus wash over your life. Begin to let the story Jesus tells you about who you are fill your heart, fill your mind. Let that be the main narrative in your life. Jesus, thank you that you were just in this place right now, that you were actually here and online and that people are opening up their lives to you, opening up their hearts to you. And maybe for the first time they've accepted healing for anything. 
maybe for the first time, they've opened up about something they've been dealing with to you and they've said, hey, I want you to come into this part of my life. I want you to actually fix this, to change this, to do something here that's incredible. God, we just know that you're actually doing miracles right now. Lord, that there's physical ailments. Um, people have had things in their bodies that have just been pestering them for, for years now. That they're saying, hey, God, I know you have healing. I know you have healing. I know you have joy. I know you have peace, God. Just believe that that's happening right now. Thank you for who you are and what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I hope, um, I hope you guys feel freer. I hope you feel lighter. I hope you're ready to listen to the story God has for you, the story Jesus tells you about your life. And um, yeah, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well?